Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 104. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. I'm Olwen Ringrose. I'm Elise Massa. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church and beyond. In this episode, we'll be mainly looking back on the December challenge to write global church songs and setting a new challenge for January. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We normally all sound like Joey Tribbiani when we say Happy New Year, don't we? But we're... I went more English this time. It felt appropriate. I was wondering if you all said Merry New Year since you say Happy Christmas. Maybe there's a flip there, but oh, no. No. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Happy Christmas. And a... I, I think the thing is that British people don't like to dish out too many greeting, too many cheery greetings at once. So we really just say Happy Christmas or Happy New Year. We're unlikely to offer you both. It's too generous. <laughs> and we have Ebenezer Scrooge to thank. For that, mm. basically how it is. Anyway, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, how was your Christmas? Oh, amazing. Quiet. <laughs> yes, we're recording so this before good. Christmas. We've got no idea how it went. However, have, even though you haven't actually done Christmas, um, any anyone been up to anything interesting? Um, at least you did a concert, you did a launch concert for your EP, didn't you? How did that go? I did. Oh, it went so well. We, um, It was just... You know, I don't do concerts very often. Most of my work is like on church on a Sunday morning. We really try to steer away from that language. But there's just something so wonderful when something that God has put in you and you've put onto paper and onto music and then you can give it to other people and they sing back. And it was just such a wonderful time. Got to do a little bit of my singer-songwriter stuff, which again is not something that I often engage in publicly anymore. Um, it's just been really nice with the Sunset album. Mm. For I mean, these are songs that I said are dedicated to people who are weary or the worker and the workaholic and to hear feedback that these songs have helped people wind down from their work day and kids singing and dancing to them before they go to bed. It's just been really great. Yeah, thanks for asking. No worries. Um, Owen, you've been concerting as well, haven't you? Uh, uh, yeah, I had one down in um, Shoreham back in November. But um, that was very. That was a very quiet concert. Not was a it? very large congregation. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like your Christmas. Quiet. It was Christmas. a. It was a very small but appreciative congregation. <laughs> kind of kind of boutique concert. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like actually, I quite enjoyed that. I'm, th- I'm thinking living room concerts might be the way yeah. to go. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm. Um, Sam, what have you been up to? Uh, we've been. We're, we are finishing up our rest projects. We're going to have a book called "The Rest Is Worship." That's going to come out at the end of January, uh, ready for people to engage with for Lent. And there's a, um, a leaders resource pack as well coming with that. So we're busy. Well, we have been busy sorting that out. Uh, busy, but like resting at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not not striving, but please can I write a forward for the book? Do you need a for- anyone to write a forward so That's I can do idea. all the jokes about how hard you worked on it and stuff? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I'm quite famous, you see, so it might really it might help yourself. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's all right. Let's review 
December in the 12 Song Challenge. In December, we set you a global church challenge. We asked you to write songs inspired by the global church, either about the global church, past, present or future, um, or songs in collaboration with Christians elsewhere, using different languages, different musical styles, all kinds of things. And wow, 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 what a creative month um, we're gonna get amazing. we're gonna get stuck into that month in a second but I just want to quickly hear from um, the three the four of us just how did you how did you approach it if you have already um, done something at this point Sam what did you do how did you approach it uh, well I really wanted to do the thing of like learning from a different musical style or even a collaboration and I just did not have time um, so I thought if I do try even try and do this I'm gonna do it really badly so instead I picked up on Pentecost and the idea of the oh, kind of cool. diversity of voices uh, at Pentecost. And yeah, so I tried to write a, a pretty simple song, um, but sort of bouncing off that, that was my approach. Yeah. How about you, Owen? Uh, similarly to Sam, I decided that it was not going to be enough time to properly research another musical style. Um, so I went down to the Southwest Songwriters Get Together at the end of November. Um, so I started uh, doing a co-write with Jacob Kilby. Mm. And Jacob really wanted to write a song that was like a Great Commission song. Uh, so we decided to write a song that's about the good news being for everybody, saying that everybody's got a place and then saying, let's go out and and tell everybody about the good news. Um, but we also thought about how different um, Christian traditions have lots of different theological outlooks and stuff but there are some certain things which are like really key and so we use the chorus at the bit in Romans where it says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord you will be saved and thought that's like the nugget that everybody can believe and then all this other theological stuff that is on the periphery doesn't matter so much so we try to kind of make a chorus that everybody around the world could agree with. Cool and you I don't know you, how successful it was. You travelled from Wales yeah, England. so we had a cr- exactly. So we had a cross border. Yeah, yeah, really good international hashtag. Uh, Elise, how about you? Uh, yeah, so one of the things I love about Twelve Song Challenge is even though you get these topics that um, can kind of feel like they come out of nowhere, the Lord always seems to be doing something in our churches that can relate to it. And so, rather than just writing from nothing, a big question I ask is, "What's happening in my church right now?" And what song could they sing from this topic? Um, Now, it's not necessarily happening in my church, but in working with Andy Clark again, his church has been welcoming in a lot of Iranian refugees. And our church is going through this um, deeper dive into understanding our international community, understanding the plight of the refugee. And so we ended up writing a song um, that our churches could again step further into that by praying and interceding for countries that are facing persecution, but recognizing that we don't really know what that feels like. Um, Andy went and and his pastor asked for the stories of some of the Iranian refugees that are in their church. And so we heard their stories um, that, that influenced some of the lyrics that I wrote. And then we ended up writing a prayer for the... Yeah, for the martyrs and the persecuted church. Wow. Wow. Uh, and I heard good. from Andy, he said that it's already being sung with um, a Iranian community connected with his church as well. Yeah. So it, it kind of was one of those songs that we didn't want to say too much because I think sometimes 
Western churches might try to speak too much into something that they don't fully understand. And I guess the simplicity of it, or I don't know, God does what he wants to do, but he handed it back to his pastor, and he handed it back to his pastor, basically so we could find out if we did anything really horrible, like if we were dishonoring the people we were trying to honor, because that happens all the time as well. Mm. Um, And the pastor took it to the people, and they sang it, and they're like, okay, now we want to translate it into Farsi. Like, we want to use this song right now. And we're like, oh, okay. Um, So that's really, really neat. And my friend um, who's from Iran, she is sharing it with another of her friends just to make sure my pronunciation is correct. And Because that's the other thing. Whenever I sing in another language, I don't want to inadvertently say another word accidentally that may not be good to say. Very sensible. Done that before. Very good. Um, Well, I... I took a a Latin percussion rhythm and then turned out I ripped off We Don't Talk About Bruno. So there you go. (laughs) That's that's nearly as deep as Elise and Andy's, I think. I I feel like I I don't think I need to say more because what I've said is already full of depth and quite quite emotional. So I think we'll we'll move on from there. Um, Let's check out some of the songs from this last month then. And I think, um, oh, well, you're going to kick us off. Uh, yeah, so um, Chloe Rose um, in collaboration with, I think she started it off and then Jimmy and Chris Taylor and I can't remember who else jumped in, but a load of people jumped in and she wrote this song uh, with like tribal drum beats and then she collected a whole load of different languages and translated her chorus into lots and lots of different languages. I think you've got Dutch and German and Welsh and some um, uh, Zimbabwean languages and all sorts and uh, yeah, it sounds really cool. The sun is setting in Ending time to rest Weary now we pass the baton forwards Bless the Father, Spirit, Son Work and worship here are done Others around the world take up the chorus
hier stehen wir zusammen, vereint in Jesus, mit erhobenen Händen, nur für ihn. Hier stehen wir zusammen, einer in Jesus, lüfte Hände mit Himmel, alt für ihn. Der Mann in Sebech Gedankelet, und ihn Mariasi, Kodi Döylo Irnefeuth Popet Idovet. I have my wife on that. That was nice. A bit of Swedish. <laughs> oh, is that what that... Which, which one? Who's the Swedish? Which one? The one where she spoke Swedish. That's amazing. I have never seen... But the seen... problem is that Swedish and Dutch sound like the same from English ears. <laughs> I've never seen a song that seems to have been so much written on the Slack thread. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There are like oh. 51 posts... Oh, yeah. And it's like Chloe going, here's my little idea. And then someone going, right, here's some lyrics. Oh, here's a groove. Here's an idea. Here's a... Like, I've never seen a song so much written. I mean, I'm sure they also, like, did some Zooms and stuff with Chloe and Jimmy. But, like, that's incredible. I just feel like this challenge really brought out a lot of people's creativity because you in inevitably have to think outside the box because you're looking outside of your box. <laughs> And it brought all these textures and colors. And I love the fact that she reached out to people to speak in their language. Um, it's great. Mm. Let's have another one. All right. Well, I will mention Dan Jasmas. Um, he wrote on Psalm 47. So let's take a listen to that. All the people, clap your hands. Raise to God a joyful cry. He is king of every land, the ever awesome Lord most high. All you people, clap your hands, raise to God a joyful cry. He is king of every land, hallelujah to the Lord most high. Let us praise him, praise him, praise him.
<laughs> so I like this one for many, many reasons. Mm. Um, one, it's singing the psalm. It's calling all the people together. But also, a personal pet peeve of mine is when a personal sing... pet peeve. We call it a PPP. It's... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there don't. you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. I would really believe anything that you said. You <laughs> do, <laughs> but um, is when songs talk about a posture, but mm. no one takes it. And so clap your hands, but no one's clapping. And I feel like you can't listen to this song without entering into that True. clapping mode. And so I love that. I feel it's an invitation to actually take the posture that you're inviting mm. people into. Um, and the refrain's really simple. Let us praise him. I love the line, the evil serpent at last is dead. It's a great image. So There's not well enough songs done, with the, lang- the line crushed his head in. There's more head crushing, I think we need. <laughs> and there's a lot of rhymes for that, aren't there? So you could use it more frequently. Um, I Daily thought it sounded bread. like a Paul McCartney song. Um, yeah. Which was great. Uh, next, uh, Chris Shackleton and his song One Body. So he, again, this is a song that's taking the lyrical theme and talking about the global church. And um, it's got that kind of indie vibe to me. It reminded me a little bit of um, stuff by Gungor and people like that. One body, many parts animated by the spirit of god one body many parts animated by the spirit of god one hope for all the world one love to make us whole one father Him before the Lamb of God. Every nation, tribe, and tongue. Worshiping before the Lamb of God. One hope for all the world. One love to make us whole. One Father. songs that sound like that in church i love it yeah <laughs> what would the strokes do genius yeah um i could also sort of imagine harry styles singing that so it's got a kind of it's like a contemporary twist on a sort of 90s mm. vibe i would say but really Very, singable. really 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 singable isn't it yeah. you could just yeah. sing along mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah and so love such it. a nice pace to play on the guitar be really happy playing that i could get through 10 songs at that pace <laughs> normally I can only manage five. Great work, Chris. Let's have another. Oh, I would love to talk about Sue and Polly's number one co-writes. I love it when people co-write together. It just brings something beautiful when two people are able to do that. Um, and I love the story she shared about it, that you know she had just had 
their carnival where she lives, and or carnival, however you might want to say it. And she says specifically, everyone was singing and dancing at the carnival, enjoying the togetherness of it all. And I think that um, we've all experienced those foretastes of heaven outside the church. <laughs> and so a way to capture those things in songs that can be brought to the church is really wonderful. So let's have a listen to it because I think it's so fun. of dancing listeners you you missed our carnival dancing it's true we were all dancing in our little zoom screens but yeah and that's portuguese for anyone who hasn't heard her song so portuguese was included in that and i just think you know it's also nice because it's nice when songs are versatile mm. or versatile however you might say that word but it's, it's such it's... a versatile word <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but you don't have to have the steel drums. You don't have to have the like dance beats to still do the song yeah. and maybe even capture the feel. But man, it makes me want to invest in some steel drums at our church. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. I think I should. Yeah. Or Garage Band. It's kind of what Michael Perry would have written if he was writing the Calypso Carol in 2022, <laughs> isn't like it? A carnival style Christmas song. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> This is great. Can we go ahead? Uh, yeah, so next, Ian Bernard Wilson, who um, he says he's one of the Commonwealth music composers. I don't know what that is, but it sounds very impressive. It does, doesn't it? And he's, yeah. Yeah, he's been arranging com- songs from around Commonwealth countries. So we came across this Bengali melody 
on an old album of Pakistani folk music, presumably mm. when that was East Pakistan. Um, and the song was sung by boatmen and conveys an idea of loss and hope. So he decides to take that Bengali melody and turn it into um, a meditation on Psalm 139. Um, and it's just really, really good. But what's really interesting about it is, from our Western ears, to me it sounds very much like um, sort of Celtic folk music, even though yeah. it's actually Bengali. So I thought it was just a really fascinating kind of idea. Oh, where can I go to flee from your love? Why would I escape from your love? How could I not plead for your love? Oh, where can I go to flee from your grace? Why would I escape from your grace? How could I not plead for your grace? If I go up to live in the hand, you're there. If I set out across the waves, you're there. If ever I rise on wings of the dawn, even there your hand will guide me. If I find rest down under the sea, you're there. If I say surely night will fall on me. The darkness can never cover the truth, even there your hand will guide me. For night is like day to you, my Lord, you set me free. Shadows will never conquer me, there's joy in the morning. All glory and praise belongs to you, my God and King. You are the Lord of everything, Redeemer and Saviour. Yes! Come on. That was brilliant. I just say it's a, just a really creative way to um, approach a um, challenge this month, I thought. How would you write that out? What is the time signature well, he's for just that? Written, he's it? written out in six. I would probably write it in twelves and tens and things. It's more. It does. Yes, it sort of has an uneven number of bars. I think it's one of the things. Seven bars of six. You could still follow it. Like I was just. It's so interesting. I like it. Yeah, it's really good. We don't quite know what to say, do we? We're just like, oh, wow, huh? How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff. If you don't know what to say to that one, yeah. Then you've uh, got to listen to this one, oh. which is by John Glyde. And I think we should just listen to it because it's called I'm a Hamster. And I'm not sure that I can introduce it any better than say this is John Glyde's I'm a Hamster. I'm a hamster. Je suis un hamster. I'm a hamster. I'm a hamster. Because I have to work. If I stop, I might lose my shirt. My pay cannot measure my worth. Bigger than the size of my purse. I sweat for a percentage rise. Inflation sends the price sky high. I'm a hamster in a wheel in a cage. Spinning round for the rest of my days. Consume because I have to consume. Feed hunger. Buy a new costume. What's the cost of the debts I owe? Sit back till my coffee mother did a slave put beans in my cup. We are hamsters in a wheel in a cage, spinning round for the rest of our days.
Joel's face is just such a picture. <laughs> and I love the comment. Everyone's just like, this is amazing, so creative. Joel's comment's like, uh, is there any way that you could make it a little more congregational? Maybe you could add a refrain. <laughs> <laughs> so you broke Joel. Did. It broke me. Um, I love I, it, John. The, it's the, amazing. The, the lyric, Jubilee like in Deuteronomy, Deaths yeah. of Love in a Gift Economy. I mean, and all those voices he says are from, like, voice websites and Google voices. Like, they're not – either they are actual voices or they're just from websites. Now I know when everyone, like, imitates an American accent where they go up so high. <laughs> that was – Isn't that, <laughs> the one that, was there. that you did? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I am, however, unapologetically going to continue to be the boring congregational guy. I'm going to comment on songs by saying, this is great. If I were going to make it congregational, I might try doing this. Good. You keep being you, Joel. Good, thanks. The rest of us will just enjoy that. You know I wish I'd been a Pharisee back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but to be fair, I mean... I mean, with the 12-song challenge being about writing congregational songs, I think it is like, how would you apply something like this? And I think his lyrics are so creative. Like, again, I don't... I'd my context, I wouldn't be able to use the song. But as a songwriter, seeing how he's tackled this idea of globalization, also perpetuating basically like slave labor still mm-hmm. in other countries and our engagement in that even as Christians, I mean, it's 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 it would be a great thing to continue to press into and then try to make congregational as well. Maybe in another way. Absolutely. Uh, have we got any other... Because this really has been an incredibly creative month, as we've already said. Any other uh, honourable mentions? No more time for listening, but have we got anything else that you just want to quickly flag so that listeners can go and check it out? Yeah, we really liked um, Karen Simmons' song, which I think she's going to turn into a round. At the moment, it's just the one bit, but um, mm. just a really simple, really lovely mm. song. Mm. Um, Chris Gaskell had a great New Orleans jazz cool. song, which was a great listen. Um, I really liked Chris Taylor's ch- uh, song for the Persecuted Church as well. Mm. I think we really all liked Mike's song, but I feel that I'm... Well, I'm going to give it a go. And Mike, I'm so sorry if I'm just mangling your surname. 
but I think it's Yaraya Frittipong. Anyone else want to try? No. I think that sounds Sounds really good. Um, Sounding good. Mike, your song was great. We loved it. It's basically all about like having a joyful worship song and then people like soloing with different instruments from around the world. And he sort of made a start on that, but he wants other people to kind of throw their, you know, nose flute or whatever they've got, you know, onto to solo with it. So we, it'd be great to build that up. And do we have a star of the month? Yes. Oh, good. Star, 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 star of the month. This month's star of the month is Peter Assange. Hey! You know, it is one thing to be a songwriter who focuses on their work and crafts their lyrics and crafts their melodies. It's another thing when that songwriter lifts their head up and comments on all the other songs that are coming across the the uh, this channel and giving encouragement, giving suggestions, and we just see Peter do that regularly. And he has a brilliant song this month as well. Oh, seriously. Um, that is, you know, please do check it out in Lebanese and about the persecuted church. And But not only did he write this brilliant song, but then he continued to comment on others and encourage others. And that's great. That's great such, stuff, That's Peter. what we're looking for. We love having you on the team. Yay! Has anybody noticed how many times there are sounds of sleigh bells when Elise is talking? Should we tell the listeners that Elise can't accept can't accept the Christmas is over and she's wearing It's not over. A it is hat. January. It is January. I'm sorry. Let me tone myself down a little bit. It is January 1st. We are still in Christmas tide. Oh, for those who are doing the church calendar as you should. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. But as it I says got my in the, Christmas hat on. As it says in the Bible, hmm. January is still Christmas. <laughs> also with you. <laughs> Our challenge for January is... Are you ready? Assembly bangers. <laughs> you heard it right, people. What does that mean? <laughs> Do you actually know what it means, know. Elise? No. <laughs> I don't know. This is a very UK specific okay. thing. Let me right. explain. Yeah, I don't think Elise. this translates across the pond very well. Well, who knows? However, in this context, so assembly, for those who are listening who are not from the UK, is a thing that it's actually sort of is in legislation that churches have to have a churches that schools have to have a gathering every day for an act of worship now in reality this doesn't necessarily happen every day or quite as an act of worship but essentially it's there Um, and actually the legislation says it has to be um, mainly or wholly christian in character it's quite bizarre actually and it probably won't last that long in legislation i suspect but it is there and then bangers just means really good tunes just for elise because she's obviously quite worried about that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, we've lost Elise. Oh, dear. So the, where this comes from is that a British comedian called Jason Manford was finishing his show for quite a while by um, 
talk, I think initially talking about the songs that he remembers from Assembly, and weren't they really good tunes? And then I put them all together into this kind of dance anthem track, which is a combination of a compilation of all these Assembly songs and all these ones they remember from their youth, and getting the whole crowd singing along. And there were songs like "This Little Light of Mine," "He's Got the Whole World in His Hands," "Lord of the Dance," "When I Needed a Neighbour," and "Give Me Oil in My Lamp." Um, which, Lord of the Dance, the, like rivers. Like Riverdance. I, th- no. I think the Lord of the Dance came first. I think Lord of the Dance and When I Needed a Neighbour are both by the same chap, aren't they? Um, I did look this up. I will hold oh, on. This oh, is the sound of me is googling. It like when I Sydney, a what's it? Were you there? Were yeah, yeah, you there? yeah. Yes, that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Dance goes dancing wherever you may be. I am a Lord of the Dance, said he. Yeah, Sydney Carter. Sydney Carter. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a Quaker tune. Or yeah. a shaker tune. It is. Oh, there you go. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, we thought, what better to have a go at writing our own assembly bangers? So I thought before we get stuck into what we're actually hoping to do, I thought it might be quite helpful to uh, just to pick into our experience a bit. First of all, Elise, uh, is Sam right in saying that there, is there an equivalent experience for you? Are there school songs? Did you ever sing Christian oh, songs totally. in school? How does it work in your context? Yeah, um, so when I was growing up, not so much. I mean, I would say that mostly those would come out at, like, sports events, maybe. But but my son, currently in school, he, he has a very arts-focused primary school. And when they gather together, they always sing a song together. It's a way of bringing them together as a school um their 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 theme is like one one band one sound and so it's a unifying song um i mean i'm more familiar with these songs from like the church mm. i didn't grow up in the church but um like these songs that would teach little nuggets of theology to the kids and get them all singing together so yeah i mean the concept certainly translates over to the us for sure gotcha um yeah, so just coming together and lifting your voice yeah. and getting excited. and. So, Sam, uh, thinking back to your childhood, did you have a favourite assembly song? The weirdest one we used to sing was a song called Autumn Days, which oh, you would yeah. sing in autumn. And it had the most bizarre line in any song ever, which is jet planes meeting in the air to be refuelled, <laughs> which makes no sense because, A, what has that got to do with autumn? <laughs> And B, how often do you look up and see a jet plane meeting in the air to Literally be refueled? Literally never seen jet planes. I mean, that's in the air terrifying for me. <laughs> that was a huge. Yeah. It's a thing they do. They, they fly alongside each other and one yeah. will refuel the yeah. other, but it, it's oh. not like something you look up and go, it's oh, not like that's seeing again. golden leaves on the trees, which is a pretty <laughs> common experience. Yeah, true. What about you, Owen? Did you have any, any favourites? Yeah, so uh, the one that came to my mind was uh, milk bottle tops and paper bags, mm. which was all about not littering. Yeah, basically, actually. and that had a little, uh, a sort of a, a little signature clap, didn't it, and a signature shout. Yes. Yeah. Is this what we, what we really want to be? Da, 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 da. No, no, no. All the rebellious kids at the back shouted, yes, yes, yes. yes. And as a teacher, there's nothing you can do <laughs> to stop that. I was remembering a couple. Um, when the, when a knight won his spurs, I always thought was yeah. rather good. Yes. Um, which is quite unlike the other ones, actually. Um, much more wordy as these songs go. And then um, Colours of Day was the other one. Colours of Day, yeah. dawn into the mind. Oh, who was that by? 
Well, that is behind. Probably Sydney Carter. It wouldn't surprise me. So I would say that in my context, and actually it's interesting what you meant when you were singing Lord of the Dance. So that we call that simple gifts over on our side. And so it's like, tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to... F-. Clearly I sang it a lot when I'm forgetting yeah. it. But, um, but yeah, th- I, that was one of my favorites growing up. It was just like I'm not a simple person. And so it was always a reminder for me just to like be more simple yeah i was looking through this little list of uh, especially the ones that jason manford chose and, and a couple of things struck me one is that when um when he made this recording i kind of like the fact that they clearly haven't gone back and re they basically released it as a single for christmas and it's the money to go to food banks and so on and they obviously didn't go back and do a sort of re-record of it he's just used the track that he was using in his, his stand-up shows and that the tunes of the songs appear to be what he remembers the tune being from his childhood rather than <laughs> necessarily the actual right. tune of the songs <laughs> but i kind of like that because he's he's showing these have stuck with me albeit i've interpreted or we sang them in a certain way in my school um but that does often happen doesn't it but one of the things that really struck me about all these songs is how repetitive they are so um this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine this little light of mine i'm gonna let it so it's same words same rhythm it's the sequence because it's just the same tune in a different place he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole world in his it keeps more repetition when i needed a neighbor were you there were you there were you there were you there there's all these moments of repetition give me oil in my lamp keep it burning give me oil in my lamp i pray so all these little moments that you remember that generally quite short just kind of four lines to a verse um and then a chorus um sing hosanna sing hosanna say no i mean the kids probably don't even know what it means most of us aren't 100 sure what it means but it's it's repetitive it's catchy it's hooky um and these songs have stuck with people i heard an interview with him oh yeah on the radio just the other day and he was saying how he's not at all religious and he you know he doesn't wouldn't confess to be a christian or anything and yet these are the songs that he remembers and he had a big conversation with um the dj who's from a buddhist background and went to a c of e church um school um mm. but they were reminiscing about all these songs and about and they're all like these amazing words and i thought it was really interesting how um often we think that uh, if we sing about Jesus, nobody will want to listen to it or people won't mm. want to join in. And yet this kind of proves that actually if you in the right context and people are listening to them enough, that they, it's almost like it it doesn't put them off at all. I thought it was really, yeah, fascinating interview. Oh, I was just going to say that um, that's happening with All the Earth Was Waiting. Sarah Clark said that she's introduced those to two of the primary schools and the kids are just like singing that chorus at the top of their lungs. And I don't know if you know they typically sing christian songs but it's christmas they do when sarah clark is around they do when sarah clark is around (laughs) yeah but But there are huge yeah i feel like there's huge opportunities with schools even i mean if you're a c of e school or a christian school obviously there's even more opportunity Mm. but even in a state school and especially around christmas and easter and festivals You've got enormous opportunity and often teachers are just scrabbling around for material and they'll grab any. I mean, we've been to lots of our kids assemblies with just awful, awful YouTube things they're singing along to. And you think, gosh, it doesn't take a lot to offer something slightly better than this awful YouTube thing. And actually, obviously, there are, you know, sensitivities. And we'll probably talk about this in terms of 
you know, lyrics and, and belief and those kind of things. But actually, you can get a lot of Christian content in and get it sung in a in a in a mainstream state school. Again, I suspect that's not true in a state school in in the United States, but uh, certainly you know here who's it's... got experience of this in with Toil Song Challenge. Mike Clifford wrote mm, a yeah. whole whole thing. I can't remember what it was called now. Uh, a mar- maracas, crackers, maracas. I think it's called. <laughs> he he wrote some kind of assemb- either assembly or Christmas or something. It, it, I know it went out to every primary school or something. Oh. Um, just I- for completeness, yeah. I just want to say that uh, the song "Colors of Day" was written by a Christian uh, folk band called Parchment. Oh. Sue McClellan, John Pacalabo, and Keith Rycroft. Thank you. Well done, you three. I did a bit of market research. Um, I asked Huck, my seven-year-old, I said, Huck, what kind of songs do people like singing in in assemblies at your school? And he said, um, uh, there's the... I actually tried recording to interview him, but it, it didn't go very well, so uh, this is my summary of it. Uh, there's... Uh, he's got Whole World in His Hands, um, When I Needed a Neighbour. Oh, right. Those are the ones I used to, we used to sing at my school. Yeah. Um, what's that other one? Hosanna. What's that? Give me all in my lap. Yeah. Huck, are you just naming the songs from the Assembly Bangers song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you sing those in your school? Probably no. not. <laughs> I worked as a teaching assistant for three or four years in my son's school when we lived in Sussex. And they basically just sang pop songs these days. Yeah. Well, yeah. Huck they said... They were none of those. They didn't even read especially written for kids songs. They were just singing pop yeah. songs. Huck's advice was, Dad, really, the kids want to sing pop songs. <laughs> That's what he said. So, yeah, he's got, he's got a fair point. Um, so, hey, we're going to have a go. I mean, I guess, first up, you know, these, these challenges are varied and for some of us we get to them we think oh brilliant i know just what to do with this and for others of us who think i what what's the point of me trying to write an assembly song but we, we treat them like challenges sometimes sometimes they're opportunities other times it's an exercise it's a thing to try and do so i i think some particularly useful things to have in mind when we approach this is um a to try and have something that is repetitive and hooky just has a clear lyric a single lyric which is the sort of the hook piece of the of the song and uses repetition um to have a simple structure um so that it's just not a lot to the song it's not going off in all kinds of different directions um something that you could easily lead and play on piano because still there are pianos in most school halls and that's the most likely instrument for the singing to be led with um, to have a vocal range which is achievable so again you look through those ones that we mentioned they're all somewhere between about six and eight notes um, and then obviously to have words that children can either read or memorize and or understand and I think it's probably worth saying that in some ways the understanding can, can come a bit later you've got quite a you know in a primary school you've got everything from four-year-olds to 11-year-olds and um the, the understanding can come later with some of the words, but it, even if you can't understand them, actually being able to um, to remember them and then hopefully fairly quickly read them. Um, I also um, asked one or two primary school teachers and people involved in um, doing music in schools. Almost everybody said that Wren Collective's My Lighthouse goes down very well in school. So that just breaks all the rules of what I just said. So maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh but also one of the things, there's a friend of mine who's a, um, a Church of England advisor for schools and uh, church schools and worshipping schools, was saying that there's these three words 
um, which are inclusive, invitational and non-confessional are, are what they try to encourage the songs to be. So you can sing about Jesus, you can sing about God, but there's a difference between putting words into children's mouths that they don't believe and making them... Uh, does that make sense? A confessional yeah. song. confessional song says, I believe this, rather than this is Christianity. You know, you could sit, you sort of sing it in a, in a fairly objective way. So I think that that's quite a key thing if you want a song to be sung in, in school. It's noticeable that all the Jason Manford songs don't don't use the name of Jesus or even God. That is and I think that's that's yeah. one of the things that it, and obviously there's probably a discussion that people will probably have either in their heads or with others around to what degree do you make this a kind of a song that is like a stepping stone maybe into yeah. a faith issue or to what degree do you kind of be hardline and say no i want to be confessional about jesus the reality is if you if you do write a song that is confessional about jesus that says i believe this or this is the truth about god or whatever that is probably not going to get used in a mainstream school yeah. uh so yeah. is it better to write a song that is as i say more of a stepping stone more about issues of faith that may then you know get used and and lead people deeper yeah that's something i'm like even now i'm thinking about because like my husband and I were going to go in and lead songs for the kids for the holidays and we had I don't think we're going to end up being able to do it just because of timing but the principal wanted us to submit the song list ahead of time Mm. so that she could approve it Mm. and our son goes to a public school it's a great school but there was a part of me that thought oh I wonder if they're going to weed out Mm. all the songs that you know talk about jesus in mm. a way that's very specific and mm. um because it's not like i think you can sing about like you said you can sing about religious things but you have to be careful like we can sing songs that are hanukkah but you don't feel like they're trying to convert you to judaism yeah. so it like how that is an interesting line to navigate as a songwriter mm. yeah and I think that's what makes this quite an exciting challenge to take on because th- there are some definite constraints on us. Mm. And, you know, creativity is at its most creative when it's in a box because yeah. you've only got so much to work with. So I, I'm quite excited about this. You could always take, take like a Bible story or something though, mm. and just tell the story. So um, when I needed a neighbour is basically the Good Samaritan, isn't it? And as Christians, we understand what that reference is. But for them, it was... You know, as a kid, it's just a story. Mm. Um, with, it's not with the word naked in it, which everyone laughs at. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so you can take take a parable or a, a Bible character or something yeah. and tell it in a way that is just like presenting this is what the story is without necessarily then putting any massive theology on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, a, a few thoughts as I was preparing this. I think my heart uh, goes to a Church of England primary school um, and much like you were describing, Sam, it's some really terrible YouTube videos seem to be behind most of the singing. Um, but there are these school values stuck up all over the walls. And there's a particular Bible verse that's on the wall in the main hall. Uh, kind of latching on to things like that. You know, even a school that is not a, a Christian school probably has school values, which by and large you can take a pretty Christian angle on, um, generally speaking. So maybe that's a way in is to try and write something that that's about the sort of some stated values or mission or whatever else about the church and find a way of linking Jesus, God somehow 
um, around it. You know, a school theme song could be an interesting thing to try and do. It could be that actually you think I'm going to just try and link to the curriculum. You know, I don't. They, maybe they're studying a particular thing, and there's a there's a way of connecting in with that. Um, you could think about how do you make a song engaging for a range of ages? You know, is there movement? Is there clapping? Is there a shout? Is there something? Again, it's like that little hook, isn't it? What's the thing that all the kids look forward to that moment and join mm. in with? Um, a really smart thing would be find a primary school teacher and ask them what they need. What would you like a song about? How can I, you know, can I work with you on this? Can I come in and teach it to the children if you've, you know, if you're able to do that around during the day? And one really helpful um, suggestion I got from one teacher I was talking to said, um, what about just saying, what is the one thing about God you want them to remember for the rest of their lives? Because that's what those assembly bangers, that's what those Jason Manford songs have done, isn't it? Those things are stuck in his head. So you've got one, you've got one opportunity. You've got mm. one phrase. What's it going to be? What do you want it to be? And I found that quite inspiring, quite challenging. Thinking seasonal as well. Oh, seasonal. Yeah. They totally need seasonal stuff. Christmas. Yeah. Easter, summer. I mean, that's why the Autumn Days song <laughs> kept yeah. getting used, even though it had the weirdest line in history. <laughs> Teachers... Uh, those who go in to do school assemblies and other similar things who are part of 12 Song Challenge, speak up, post stuff on Facebook and Slack and tell us, you know, give us your view, tell us what's going on, um, collaborate with one another. Um, and I I probably would say, what do you think, folks? Should we try and rein in the backing tracks this time? Well, a lot of schools aren't going to have backing tracks. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? So a lot of schools just literally are playing stuff on YouTube with all the, the back tracks. But on the other hand, if you want to write a song which you can just lead from a piano, maybe you need to kind of decide a little bit. Yeah, I think we could broaden it out to all guitar because not everyone yeah. can play uh, Yeah, piano. I wouldn't want to say no because I think there are millions of schools where that's the only... If you're learning it in a classroom, yeah, you don't necessarily have a musician there. Yeah. Yeah. But... Maybe we could say just, you know, make sure the melody is really genuinely singable yeah. rather than just having a really cool track and then a ropey melody. Yeah, sounds good. It kind of needs to be something that will work on a company, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's got to have a good tune. That's what exactly what I was going to say. Or something, yeah. Thank you very much to Olwen and to Elise for joining us. And Sam, as always... Um, that's the end of the show for this month and we're just going to finish with a final featured song uh, and I'm going to start picking ones off our Sing A Hymn album from last year that we have not yet played so this is the title track Sing A Hymn To God's Great Glory with words by Michael Sayward and music by Sam Hargreaves uh, until next time bye bye bye